Blog Talk Radio. season give us a call 347-838-9815 is the number to call you can go over to facebook facebook.com slash the ken reedy show we got a show chat going on there we'll have a raw thread going on later on tonight so be sure to go over there check us out like us on the facebook and then get involved in the chat on our facebook page you can follow us we're tweeting out there on the twitter sphere at the Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle, and you can go to the Ken Reedy Show dot com uh, blogs, bios, pictures, whole bunch of neat stuff over there on the website, and you can listen to the show through the website as well. So you want to be sure to go over there, check out our website again. That is the Ken Reedy Show dot com, and as I said, Battleground last night, Monday Night Raw, SummerSlam season is upon us. We got to tonight, as always, and we get to do it tonight. My tag team partner, all the way from Connecticut on the line, Dave. How you doing this evening? All the way from Connecticut, I am doing very well. Um, got, a, got a lot to discuss like last night, so let's get into it. Yeah, there's so much to discuss, and you know, it's funny, because this past weekend, uh, I went to the uh, League team, and, and right now I'm hoping my voice lasts the entire show. I'm normally not this horse, but uh, I can hold out the entire 90 minutes as we get you ready for Monday Night Raw. But as we, um, it's a, it was an interesting pay per view, and I thought it was. On the Facebook page, uh, we pay-per-views and Monday Night Raws, we, we ask you to grade it. Um, if I was going to grade last night's pay-per-view, I'd allow me. It was a weird pay-per-view because I, I, I can't sit here and say that any of the matches... 
Um, Dave, I think he hit the nail on the head. I think the tag team match uh, kind of stole the show. Uh, my pick for show stealer, uh, Amberson Rollins, I thought was going to be the show stealer. Uh, they, they got in a fight, which was good. Um, interesting nowadays with the network, I, I'm curious how I would feel if I spent fifty, sixty dollars on the pay per view and uh, oh being a scri- subscriber of the network and not getting Rollins and Ambrose because I was disappointed. Um, I was really looking forward to that match, but it didn't bother me as much. I think it would have bothered me more if not for uh, you know having the network and, and you know not pushing out the sixty dollars for the pay per view. Um, but you know they're, they're facilitating that storyline. It's going forward, so I'm expecting big things from them. Um, title match was was good. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I can go through. I think that the ladies uh, did a nice job last night. But aside from the tag match, nothing really wowed me. We did not have a, a Lesnar sighting. Speculation we might get that tonight. And and sometimes I think the uh, the WWE is kind of a, a uh, buzz or trying to create drama. Um, you know, we speculated last night, and I'm sure a lot of fans did that. You know, ooh, are we going to see a Lesnar sighting tonight at the pay per view? And uh, we got nothing. And if that wasn't hinted at, wasn't speculated about, you know, maybe we wouldn't be disappointed. But no Lesnar sighting kind of breeds disappointment. So I guess all in all, for me, Dave, the, the pay per view was underwhelming. Real scientist, so I kind of it's, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I would give it a C. I considered it to be, um, you know, aside from the tag team match, which stole the show, uh, match of the year candidate in my opinion uh, for for those wrestling purists out there. Um, overall, the, the the show was a it was like a, it was like watching Monday Night Raw, but with no commercials. Uh, that's how I felt. I was kind of disappointed in. Uh, you know, the, the, the fact that we did not get a Brock Lesnar sighting in a title match. Um, I thought the Battle Royal was solid, and we'll, we'll touch upon that later. Um, I, was, I was a little disappointed in, uh, in, in, in uh, Jericho and Wyatt. I thought that match was going to be better. It was still good, but I thought it was going to be much better. Um, and the, uh, what was the match that really, oh, the Amber, like you said, Ambrose and Rollins. Um, I, I agree with you. If I bought it as a pay-per-view as opposed to not having the network, I would have been pretty ticked off that a match I was really looking forward to see advertised didn't happen. I understand why they did it. I know that they're trying to really make SummerSlam to be a big event, and the next couple of months they want to really you know, put some, some solid effort into making the pay-per-views much bigger so that, Network renewal subscriptions are, 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 on, are on pace to what they want. So I, I, I pretty much see the two of them going at it in SummerSlam in some kind of a stipulation match. Um, the segments that they had were entertaining, but that could have been saved for a Monday Night Raw, in my opinion. So overall, solid show. Nothing to write home about. I'm glad that I have the network to watch this, because if I paid 60 bucks for that piece of garbage, I wouldn't be a happy camper. Yeah, so let's get in. I mean, there's so much to dissect in, in this. And, and, you know, again, there's lots of stuff to talk about. And, and we all do. The seeds, perhaps, were planted. I think we're going to get more of a clear picture tonight on Monday Night Raw. Um, I upon this last night. And, 
you know, very interesting stuff coming out of the Rusev swagger angle. And, you know, we both kind of speculated here last night um, that they, they would back away from uh, the pro-Russia angle. Uh, they would back away from uh, plastering Putin's picture uh, on the, the Titan Tron. Um, yeah, interesting that they did not back away. And, you know, this is something that, you know, 2014, things are different. Uh, it's a different climate in the world. Uh, different, uh, you know, feelings uh, in, in, in our society. And, and we've, we've, come, we've moved into a politically correct uh, kind of realm in, in our society. And right now, uh, I'm kind of surprised. Now, WWE and pro wrestling is having, uh, you know, anti-American controversy in storylines. So this is nothing new. But again, it's 2014. It's a different climate as... You know, last and she comes out and says that recent uh, are just paraphrasing. Um, recent events uh, are America's fault, the United States' fault. Uh, they put Putin's picture uh, up on, so they back away, and of it is. 2014, the Twittersphere blew up. Uh, just a few things that we heard from, from fans that were tweeting last night. Um, a sports website just tweeted, no WWE, just no. Other things out there, can't believe WWE used flight MH17, quote, current events as cheap heat in the Rusev Swagger match. That's not cool. Uh, another tweet, Arlana and Rusev seriously making mention of MH17. Worried they would, but I'm still shocked. And it goes on and on. Uh, you know, it's just all out there on Twitter. Now, it, it, I'm not, you know, necessarily opposed to this. There's a long history, um, you know, being used in wrestling. Now, there's there's everything out there, you know, like, and people nowadays read headlines, and they don't read articles. You go to the Daily News website, and again, mainstream media is picking this up. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the WWE? But the headline on the Daily News website is, WWE Battleground Performance Uses Malaysia Airlines Drama. So, uh, uses... So they're getting some heat out there from the mainstream media. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Um, you know, wrestling nowadays has, has gone full on into just saying straight up, flat out, we are a TV product, we're a scripted product, we are entertainment, we are not sports, we are not real life. I mean, they have gone above and beyond to convince that, us of that. And that being said, there's a long history of TV shows, of movies, of other things in the media taking current tragedies, current situations in our society and in the context of their TV show or movie, whatever the media uh, medium is. 
Um, you know, the WWE doing something like this, is that that much different than a show like the Sons of Anarchy using a, having a school shooting uh, in, in their show and, and, and using drama? I mean, there's a long history, and I'm not going to go into all the movies and TV shows that use current events. Um, Rusev and Lana are villains. They're bad people. They're nasty people. And, you know, if they're referencing uh, events going on in the world to uh, make them seem more evil, I, you know, I, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. And I think we've gotten hyper, hyper sensitive in this country. Uh, you know, if, if on a lot of levels, I was uh, gaining more heat because of the uh, Iranian hostage crisis. Well, like, it's tough for me to say flat out it's okay. Um, but interesting point, WWE and Atlanta did not back off this angle, at least last night. Yeah, um, well, the interesting thing is, is that everybody jumped to conclusions saying that they made reference to it. There wasn't one reference that said Malaysian airplane tragedy in her promo whatsoever. They had said recent events. Now, they could be referring to many recent events that have taken place between Ukraine and Russia that has been going on for quite some time now. So there was never one mention about an airplane tragedy in that promo that got everybody so fired up and riled up. Do I think that it was smart on their part to still have Vladimir Putin's picture in the, 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 the video, the, the Titantron video? I don't think it was that smart to do that because – a lot of people in mainstream media are associating Putin with some of the things that have taken place in the in you know recently between Russia and Ukraine. But however, WWE has always been known to push the envelope. They did it with the Iron Sheik with the Iranian hostage crisis 25, 30 years ago. They did it with Sergeant Slaughter with the with the the, the, the Gulf War. So they've done it before. It's not the first time that they have pushed the envelope. And like you said, Ken, it's a television show. It's no different than any other television show portraying current events or real-life events into their storylines. Like you said, like a Sons of Anarchy that had touched upon school shooting, which seems to be the norm of things to do these days amongst you know, the, the society, which is unfortunate. Um, but I think the timing was just bad. Um, it didn't help them any, any favors of getting any kind of positive press because they didn't get any positive press out of it. It's all, it's all negative because of this. But I think that they're doing this to kind of push the envelope, get a little bit of attention um, in the process, getting these two characters over as evil villains and uh, getting some, like I said, some kind of press, not people that are just going to be like, oh, i got to subscribe to the WWE Network to see what Lana and Rusev are going to say about the United States, but they're getting, you know, some some people say, you know, no press is bad press. Well, they're getting the press. If it's negative or positive, it doesn't matter to them, at least as far as I'm concerned. But I think they're going to tiptoe around this a little bit and not make so many references about it, but enough so that people are going to start questioning if they're really talking about um, the, the tragedy. And let's face it, this could be old news within two weeks. Okay, we've we've touched upon this on the show before about, you know, real life current event topics that integrated into WWE storylines. Like last year, for instance, with Jack Swagger and the um, what was that clown from that uh, that radio show that the 
the political radio guy that was blasting Swagger and Coulter's characters. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Like, what was his name? I forget. But anyhow, he blasted the guy. WWE. Yeah, that, that asshole. Okay. That political asshole. He 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 blasted Swagger, the Swagger and Coulter characters, the characters. Okay, they are characters. All right. It's so, and then a, a week or two later, that thing was old news. And then Jack Swagger got arrested for DUI with marijuana, and that became the new news. So I mean, this could all go away in a week or two. It's it, you know, how many people have forgotten that Emma stole an iPad from Walmart a couple of weeks ago in my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut? I'm sure a lot of people have. Because it's old news now. Something else has happened. So it, it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, you just got to ride it out for at least a little while, you know, a week or two, and then they'll be talking about something else. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I mean, this this, this politically correct, era, you know, just the, the PG era of the WWE that, you know, when things are a little edgy, um, you're kind of surprised by it. And... You know, I, I again, like years ago, you would not be shocked by this. You would almost expect it. You know, the, the Russia did something bad, so the Russian character is going to come out and, and, you know, reference it or do something. I mean, it just you would almost expect it years ago. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of get it. Being kind of shocked, it is kind of anything as far as current events. It, it is, you know, I was sitting there and. and the pay-per-view and everyone was taken back since current events uh how, again however she phrased it um you know i we were all kind of surprised uh that she actually came out and said that so um it was just one of those things that kind of it, it take took us all back now again it's probably you know it's just it's nowadays it's just we're all so hypersensitive and uh you know, looking with, for an axe to grind. And, and let's face it, the media is just, I mean, it's funny because sometimes I have this image in my head of just, there's uh, certain media types out there just literally waiting for something, just waiting for the, the wrestling world to do something that they could just pounce on. And it, it's a weird kind of thing when it comes to mainstream media. I mean, there are a lot of like, like forms of entertainment out there. You know, different. Odds. I mean, there, there there are freak shows that still you know travel around the country. There you know there 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 are people that are entertained by by odd things out there, and for some reason the, the press just just sits there. And like you said, Dave. I, I mean, I think it's the interesting thing with the WWE is just in years past. No publicity is bad publicity. You know, if we're if they're talking about us, it's a good thing. And and that's you know something that's you know years ago I I would I would tend to agree with that because there are a lot of people uh, that would tune in because it's on TV. You know, and say, what's the rest of you all about? I'm going to check out what this is. Um, you know, it's like the old Howard Stern movie. You know. Uh, People hating tuning on the victim because they didn't know what he was going to say next. Uh, you know, controversy sells. 
thing that I'm curious about is, is does this help them as far as the work goes? Monday Night Raw, maybe there's a few extra eyeballs on Raw after, you know, all this stuff is, is out there in the news and all the, the mainstream media is covering it, that maybe there's some other eyeballs saying, hey, I want to check out Raw and see what the hell this is all about. Does that happen? Perhaps. But does it, in the long run, help them with selling the network? Or, like you said, Dave, is it something that just kind of peters out and is gone in a few days and, and we forget about it altogether? I mean, who knows? I just, again, found it interesting that they chose not to back off of it. Well, yeah, like, like I said earlier, it's, they, they, they like to push the envelope sometimes. So, uh, I mean, I was very like, you know, it's a good point that you made earlier is that it's a PG product and things are so politically correct these days. And not only just in society, but, you know, in, in WWE and their ethics with their storylines and, and television, they're very sensitive to things because of the backlash that they get just for being wrestling. So I was kind of, I was a little taken aback too, that they still referenced it, um, or not referenced it, but that they kind of pushed the envelope a little bit to get people to, to, to think that they were, re- were referencing the, um, the plane crash itself. So, uh, but like I said, I think it's just going to, it's going to peter out. And by the end of the, by the end of the week, people aren't going to be talking about it. Um, but if they continue to do the same thing over and over again throughout the coming weeks and this and and the news keeps coming out more and more about this plane tragedy in Malaysia that's involving the Ukraine and possibly Russia then i think the heat's going to be more and more on WWE for um having a storyline that could potentially be targeting that subject and it's not going to be good heat i agree with you i mean again ultimately trying to sell this network uh, you know uh, people getting mad at the WWE, is that necessarily going to get people to fork over uh, some extra money to, to order the network? And, you know, ultimately, though, I mean, that was the thing that shocked me out of that match, and, and it really surprised me, that promo. But, but it is a wrestling show, and we're talking wrestling, and it was a pay-per-view. What did you think of the match? I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, you came damn near close to uh, your prediction. One second away from predicting it was going to be some sort of double finish. One second away. But other than that, I thought the match was solid. I mean, Swagger gave Rusev a run for his money for the past, you know, few, you know, months. Rusev's been kind of tearing through everybody. In the past few pay-per-view matches, he's shown less and less dominance. And I think it was a, a, a testament to Jack Swagger. He had the people behind him, um, you know, the USA chance. And I... I I truly believe the way the finish went down last night with the count-out victory by Rusev coming in the ring one second before he could have been counted out, I think that was done, number one, to protect him because he's in the midst of, of being built up as this monster, um, that you know this wrecking ball is just tearing through the roster. And second, it's also protecting Jack Swagger as a babyface because Swagger, that entire match, I wouldn't say he had his way with Rusev, but he... he I would venture to guess he probably had the advantage over Rusev throughout most of the match. Like I said, he gave him a run for his money. And that also means that they probably have plans for a babyface Jack Swagger with Zeb Coulter as his mouthpiece. It would be interesting to see how they um, go about this match with um, how the storyline is going to go about continuing um, tonight on Raw. 
Um, but I would venture to guess that you're probably going to see a rematch between the two at SummerSlam and some kind of match where there must be like a definitive winner. If I were to guess, and since that you know we've talked about politics and you know there's 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 four there's a foreign country involved, I wouldn't be surprised if this match next month at SummerSlam, if it happens between Jack Swagger and Rusev, were to be a flag match where you have a definitive winner. You know that's that's where they're moving in that direction. Um, you know it's funny because I I do think you know there are certain guys that you know in Jack Swagger's position, um, you know this would hurt them. Uh, but I think they did a nice job. And as much as I, I you know, I, I am very critical here of the uh, commentating team. Um, you know, someone actually said after the match, you know, Rusev lucky enough to. Uh, Swagger dominated much of this matchup, something like that. And they did. They did a, a lot to, to put over uh, what Swagger did in the match, and they still continue to build Rusev. Uh, Swagger having a mouthpiece like Zeb Coulter, um, I would expect going into tonight's Monday Night Raw, uh, he'll wind up losing nothing. Uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, his character, the babyface, will uh, be safe. Uh, whether they come in and say, you know, you never actually pinned me, or, or however they decide. I mean, a victory is a victory, but, um, you know, Swagger came damn near close to, to beating Rusev, and I think this, this storyline and this program has legs. And I think that's what you got a lot out of last night's pay-per-view is, uh, you know, nothing really ended last night. You know, these, these programs are going to continue to go forward at least through tonight's Monday Night Raw, and then some of them will probably go as far as SummerSlam. Um, I like the way these guys operate in the ring. Um, I, I like the, the heat involved, uh, you know, and that's up for debate. And you want to give us a call, 347-838-9815. That's our number. Um, you know, using current events to uh, build heat, I, I think it, it works. And, you know, I mean, my prediction last night, I picked Swagger. So I thought we were going to have that feel-good uh, American moment where uh, Swagger would be waving the flag and the, the crowd would be chanting USA. Um, I mean, it, it's a good idea, Dave, you know, uh, doing a flag match. So would not be surprised if maybe the feel-good moment that I thought could have happened last night. We might have to wait a little bit, but uh, got a feeling that at SummerSlam, Swagger will be holding up old glory, uh, victorious at SummerSlam. A USA mo- uh, moment, but um, it should be interesting to see how this program moves on. It should be interesting to see how uh, who challenges who going forward. Um, but I, I, I think it's pretty safe to say, Dave, that this program is far from over at this point. No, absolutely. And I think the reason why um, the, the, the finish that took place, another reason why the finish that took place last night did, and the fact that they are kind of still – pushing this Rusev and, La- and these Lana characters as Russian sympathizers is because of the uh, initial reaction it got when it first started between Rusev and Swagger. I mean, the, the crowd popped pretty big for when Swagger came out to stand up to Rusev, and it was only a matter of time where, you know, Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger, who are all about, you know, um, they're all against, you know, illegal immigrants in the United, you know, profiting from the United States, uh, it was only a matter of time before they crossed paths, and I think a lot of people were anticipating and wanting to see 
um, that match. They just didn't expect it to happen so soon, and uh, it's gotten it's gotten a real good reaction. I mean, another thing too that helps them out too is geographically where they are in the country when the when some of these matches or segments take place. For instance, last Monday on Raw, they were in Richmond, Virginia, when Swagger and they had the the the, the debate or whatever they call it in Russia in Russian the dent detente al dente. That's how I eat my pasta. But anyhow, (laughs) be that as it may, um, Richmond, Virginia, you know, a southern state, you know, very red-blooded, blue-collar American, um, having, you know, a guy like Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger representing the United States against these evil Russian forces in that town during that debate and then having the second, I mean, the reaction it got from from Coulter, and then from when Swagger put the ankle lock on him, it, it was tremendous. It, it, I, I never would expect, watching wrestling now, that for all the stuff that Jack Swagger has done, all the potential that he, is, that, that he has or had, and all the mistakes that he had made over the course of his career in WWE, that he would get that kind of reaction. So I thought it was pretty cool, and I think that they probably thought to themselves, well, they got some legs with this. Let's keep this going of what happens. And I think that's what they're doing right now. Regardless of what's taking place in the real world, they're still going to run with this because it's getting a good reaction from the audience. And it is really interesting stuff. Where do they go with this angle? What do we see tonight on Monday Night Raw? Interesting as they continue to use real-life events to facilitate this storyline. So much more to get into in this, this pay-per-view, this Battleground pay-per-view, as we get set for Monday Night Raw and the beginning of SummerSlam season. 347-838-9. For the call, we want to hear your thoughts on Battleground. What are we going to see on Monday Night Raw? Give us a call. We, it is time for a break, and we do this every week. The best news break, you know, I was going to say in wrestling, but in in the world and everything, because I listen to sports radio and and that stuff's pouring a tear. So it's the best news break around. It's time right now. Get ready. Listen up. It's. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Dave Five News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show. Earlier this week, Word around the WWE was that due to the ongoing budget cut, backstage agent and talent relations staff member, WWE Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was let go from his contract. Further proving this to be true, Steamboat had been advertised to appear on several independent wrestling shows as well as conducting a shoot interview with the famous RF Video. Word now has it that WWE has changed their minds and Steamboat is still employed with the company. Steamboat has reached out to local promoters, notifying them of his contractual status and stating if they still want him to appear at their shows, WWE needs to give approval of those dates. After last night's battleground battle royal for the vacant Intercontinental Championship, reports out today have allegedly confirmed that Dolph Ziggler was slated to win the Intercontinental Championship in that match last night. However, last week, a change was made to award that to The Miz. Since he has a movie coming out shortly to promote, The Marine 4, it's going to be the same horseshit movie that the other three are. They're all going to have bad actors, bad action sequences. I don't even, I, 
I, Miz doesn't even look like the kind of guy that would be a mall rent-a-cop, okay, let alone a Marine to begin with. Anyhow, being said that Miz is slated to work a program with Sheamus to possibly, now, let me repeat that again, possibly, unify the United States and Intercontinental Championships. And that could potentially happen at SummerSlam. From there, the Miz is scheduled to work a program with Dolph Ziggler. The recent signing of Japanese wrestling star Kenta to the WWE has everybody talking. Reports out now allegedly say that WWE will not repackage the star Kenta and let him keep his name as well as his gimmick, as he's a recognizable face with Japanese wrestling and will help promote the launch of the WWE Network in Japan next year. Our fourth story this week After the first airing of Impact Wrestling from New York City last week on Spike TV, TNA has announced three more dates from the Grand Ballroom in the Manhattan Center in New York City. August 5th, 6th, and 7th, we'll see TNA take several episodes of Impact, one of those episodes being Hardcore Justice and the return of Six Sides of Steel. I would venture to guess that Hardcore Rules and some appearances by some old Hardcore Faithful will be upon the wrestling world come next month. One of those appearances includes former WWE and ECW star The Buzzsaw, Yoshihiro Tajiri. And speaking of TNA in New York City, talent within the company have been told that they should expect an announcement regarding the company's future on television at the next set of TV tapings in New York City, which would be the first week of August. And there you have it, folks, the best news break in all of radio. The Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every Every single Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. <sighs> good stuff, good stuff, but Miz, 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 Miz. That was a tough one to take last night. And i got to be honest, I, I kind of enjoyed the first Marine. I didn't. You didn't? Whatever, whatever, however long that movie was, I want my life back. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought Robert Patrick was a cool villain. Um, and I, I don't know her oh, name, but the uh, the chick in it who's, uh, from Nip Tuck. She's kind of hot. The uh, Miz. You know, you know, the, the, the Battle Royal was entertaining. But as soon as she saw Miz like going out under the rope and and and, and disappearing, it was just it, it was it was maybe about halfway through that it was just oh Miz is winning this, and again it was like the exact opposite of a living room pop again packed packed house here at the Kenry Show Studios, and um, yeah everyone was just like oh the Miz is really gonna win this isn't he and. Sure enough, Miz is your new Intercontinental Champion. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't help the belt. Um, you know, if they wind up unifying it, that that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the match. It was a fun little battle royal. Um, I, I think coming out of that battle royal, the one question is, did Damian Sandow piss off because... That guy looked like he was really on his way, and wow, just 
basically, I mean, you know, look, he's never say never and then build him back up at some point, but uh, just becoming a r- ridiculous comic relief point with Damian Sandow. Um, uh, result, I thought it was uh, fairly entertaining. Uh, oil, rather. Uh, I, the one thing, do you remember in the beginning? He was standing there, and it, it was awkward. Like, he just kept shuffling his feet and looking back and forth. It was like, Who is this referring to? The Great Collie? I just, yeah, the Great Collie. Yeah, no, that that was pretty awkward. Yeah, that, that was pretty awkward. He was he was he was slap boxing air at that point before the belly. We're <laughs> <laughs> well, in the living room. We're like, what are you doing? Really, I got I'm like, all right. I guess we got to follow it, you know. But here's another question that I, that I want you know should be answered from this battle royal. You mentioned Damian Sandow. Who did Cesaro piss off to have Heath Slater eliminate him from the battle royal? I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, that's it. it Cesaro thing and, and you know wagon for quite some time on this show admire everything he brings to the table and you know coming out of Wrestlemania it seemed like just the sky's the limit for Cesaro uh, winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal getting hooked up with Heyman getting a huge pop when he when he announced that he's a Paul Heyman guy and I mean, I guess from that point on, I mean, not slowly but surely, it's like it, it just started to decline with him. And now, um, you know, you're hearing the rumors that they're going to separate uh, Heyman uh, from Cesaro because of possibly Lesnar's return. And, yeah, that that was really weird to me because, I mean, we were starting to hear those rumors that, you know, going forward, uh, Next year's WrestleMania main event, Roman Reigns or Cesaro. Cesaro's name being thrown around as a potential main event guy. And it doesn't look like that now. Again, guys can be rebuilt. But it's a good point, Dave. I was shocked by that last night. Heath Slater, okay, part of 3MB. 3MB was like a modern-day version of the Bushwhackers, okay? They sucked. All, I mean, and, and Drew McIntyre was the one guy out of that group that had the most potential. But to get thrown out by you lifted Big Show up over the top rope and eliminated him to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and you got the, the 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 girl from Wendy's throwing you out over the top rope in the battle in the in the Intercontinental Battle Royal a few months later. I mean, I hope that this leads to a, a more aggressive Cesaro. I mean, we saw it a few weeks ago when. He, he came up short in the Money in the Bank, you know, pay-per-view for the title in that ladder match. He had a great showing. The following night, he killed Kofi. I mean, absolutely killed him. The following week, he had a match similar with Big E. He killed Big E. So I think we're going to see a little bit. I think I don't think his push has been totally derailed. I think we're going to see him be a little more tougher, be a little more aggressive in matches. Tonight, Heath Slater may be on the, the, the wrong end of an ass-whooping from Cesaro, but I think this is this is all a part of the the split. He didn't have Heyman with him. He could make an excuse that Heyman wasn't with him, and that's why, you know, he didn't do well in the battle royal because he didn't have Heyman there by his side. I think this is going to be a part of it. I just don't know when they're going to really pull the trigger just yet. Like I said last night, um, as, as far as his push goes, but um, 
he's not out of it just yet, in my opinion. I, I just don't know the logic behind that. Unless you're going to make Heath Slater a babyface and do something with him, with that, I don't know what the point of doing that was to to a guy that you're grooming to be, um, you know, your one of your next big stars for the for the future of the company. Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. It was a move that that really didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I guess it helps the character, you know, Miz having the IC title again. Like, big time biased here uh, as far as my distaste, at least for uh, Miz. I just don't. I don't think he's very good. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be positive about it, um, this is where I like to me, this is the pinnacle of where Miz should be. Uh, to me, Miz was never, ever a guy that should have had the, the big title. Um, he should be a guy that would be a, a tag guy, a, a U.S. and IC title guy. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, going by that, all right, you know. I guess it works. Um, I'm just kind of anti-miss. <laughs> Entertaining. Um, again, the uh, the results seem pretty apparent early on in the matchup, and we'll see where they're going to go uh, with this moving forward as they continue, I guess, to uh, facilitate this moneymaker storyline. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Your thoughts on Battleground? Give it to us. We're going to go out to the phones right now. We got Tony on the line. Tony, what do you got for us tonight? Hey, how you doing? Oh, man. No, no, yeah. what do you think of Battleground? At, at best average, tag match was really it was the best match on the show, and then from you know, like the, the Usos and uh, Rowan Harper was 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 easily the best match on the show. That match was great, you know. It's like I thought, oh my god, this is gonna, this, this is going to be a great show, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. I just you know the uh, like I said, the opener was really good. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed that. The Battle Royal was what it was. I, yeah, I. Didn't want Miz to win either, and Cesaro getting eliminated by Heath Slater. I have the same reaction to you guys. You know, it was like, are you freaking kidding me? So it's like, they do this with everybody. You know, it's like, okay, we got to, I mean, back when he won, when Cesaro won that battle royal WrestleMania, you know, it's like, they should have turned him face then. You know, it's like the fans were behind them. They were ready, you know, they were cheering for him. And they stick him with, you know, they stick him with Heyman and they keep him heel. Which I was, you know, I was okay with that. But now it's just like, because Brock's coming back, they have to have, Cesaro be without Heyman, I just I just find it to, to be kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's any uh, Swagger Rusev. I mean, I knew the match was going to end in a uh, in a countout or something because you know it's like Swagger's. You know, this was, I think this might have been like one of his first about his first match as a babyface. So it's like you don't want to have him lose clean as a babyface, and then that whole thing you would talk about. And by the way, the, the guy who uh, went bonkers on um, Zeb and Swagger uh, last year was Glenn Beck. Thank you. Hey, uh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, I thought the match was okay. Uh, Jericho and Bray was didn't really click for me, and Jericho winning it's like you know it's, it didn't didn't really do Bray any good. It's just like you know he he got you know he this company doesn't know what, I don't know. It's just like a lot of times it just seems like okay yeah they're high on guys for a while and then they pull the rug out from under them and then they, they de-emphasize them and then it's then they try pushing them again and they. You know, then they're they you know, like the fans have already been you know been told it was like, hey, bro, you wrote it to told us this guy doesn't matter. Why should we? Why should we get behind him now? You know, it, it's just and and the other thing is, you know, was like the a- Ambrose Rollins, that bait and switch was oh man, that 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 had to be one of. It's like 
they should have just like they should have just had made it just made it a street fight, make it a false count anywhere match, just they couldn't contain it, you know, it's like you know, it's like this was a match that I was looking really looking forward to, like everybody you know, just like you guys and everybody and I'm sure everybody was. And it's just like they pulled a freaking bait and switch on us. It's like, you know, because it's like there's fan, you know, it's like there are fans overseas who don't have the network who are paying forty, fifty five dollars for this and they get a bait and switch. It's like I mean if that was me, I'd be I'd be like, Frick you, WWE, you make the yes. I agree with you, man. You know, and I, I said in the, the open of the show, you know, that, that was my match to steal the show last night. That was what I picked. That was the match I was most looking forward to uh, for a number of reasons. And, uh, you know, it's a real good point. You know, when I was talking about early on, I was saying that I, I probably would have been really annoyed if I forked over $50, $60 to watch it last night. It didn't bother me as much. Because I have the network, and I have the network regardless of whether I'm sitting there watching the pay-per-view or not. So, you know, it's just there. It's like just another TV network. Um, so it didn't bother me, and I thought it, it you know, definitely kept that storyline going. But I, I agree with you. I would have been livid um, because, again, that was the match for me. That was the one that, that I thought was going to be the show stealer. I, I expected that match to top the tag match. I really expected that match to just blow the doors off. And, again, didn't bother me as much because we're going to see it eventually. Um, but if I forked over 60 bucks, I'd be pretty livid if I was looking forward to that matchup. And it's, and it's a good point. It's all like, you know, it's all relative in what you happen to be uh, spending to watch that matchup. I would agree with you. I think we're all on the same page. The tag match stole the show. Uh, good, good tag team wrestling. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's getting to the point where like hell, put those two teams on every pay per view because uh, they they just got real good chemistry and they work well together. Um, yeah, it was interesting. To, you know, Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho. I mean, I kind of agree with you because I, I thought Wyatt could use a win um, and could use a win against a guy like Chris Jericho. I think this program is far from over. Um, I, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that when this program is over that we're going to see Bray Wyatt kind of come out on top. Uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, Dave and I differed on our, predi- our predictions with this matchup. Uh, I thought we were going to see Wyatt win. Uh, Dave was on the Jericho. Uh, and Dave was, was correct in the matchup. So I'm curious to where the, this, this program is going to go uh, moving forward. But I thought, you know, it was kind of an underwhelming match, uh, and maybe because of the participants, uh, my expectations were higher. It wasn't a bad match. I just thought it would be better. Um, Dave, you picked Jericho. What did you think of uh, Wyatt versus Jericho last night? It was okay. Um, I, I, I've come to the realization, you know, and a lot of people on the Internet feel that, you know, I mean, this, it's overwhelming. The Bray Wyatt character is over. Okay, and the Wyatt family is over, and I've I've learned at you know my age now to that wins and losses in wrestling with certain people, certain characters, and certain individuals don't necessarily matter. And this is very similar to what Wyatt did with John Cena. He's trying to tear this guy down mentally. So wins and losses don't matter to him. What matters to him is getting his morals and his point across at the same time trying to. Have, trying to outsight his opponent mentally, and you know people upset were, the, were uh, this morning were upset that you know the commentators are saying an upset victory by Jericho. Well, you all on the internet bitch and complain that Wyatt didn't go over on Cena at the last pay per view. 
or the two pay-per-views before that and, you, and why it was being held down. But wouldn't it be a notch in Wyatt's belt that they say that Jericho upset Wyatt? That, mean, that makes Wyatt to be a bigger threat than, than, than he already is. So I, the match itself, I was hoping for it to be a little better. They still have a few months to go. I think that you know they're going to amp things up a little bit more between the two of them. Like I said on last week's show, Wyatt's reasoning behind coming after Jericho doesn't necessarily need to be concrete because he's a, he's, he's a whack job to begin with. The character is a whack job. He doesn't need any excuses or an explanation. He just does what he does because that's who he is. So um, going forward, I hope that another match takes place. More than likely it will happen at SummerSlam. And we get more of a, uh, a, a more action packed. It was also Jericho's first pay per view match packed. So I mean, not saying that the guy could develop any kind of ring rust, but um, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe just had an off night. Both guys did. Maybe the chemistry wasn't there just yet. But it was a solid match, but not what I expected. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected either. I mean, I thought they would have done a lot more than they did. But I mean, you know, it's like. The whole about you know, like embrace character, like you say, it, it, it is over. The fans love it. You know, it's like the the place lights up. You know, with the, the cell phones every time the lights go off and everything. And then, you know, it's like the character is very you know is entertaining. You know, but you know, it's like it. You know, just if they keep if they keep having them lose, I don't know. I'll, you know, it's like it, it, but he doesn't know. care about. But but he's even said it in his pro- wins and losses don't matter to him. It's about what he does mentally and psychologically to the guy to prove his point. He, he he cares more about destroying things, this character, than he does about wins and losses. John, it was it was give proof proof in the pudding in the John Cena storyline. So I think the same thing and the same logic goes along with Chris Jericho, but maybe there's a different way that they go about it to get to that point. Yeah, well, yeah, he'll I mean he'll cut a promo or do something. He'll do um, I'm sure he'll do something to you know, like cut some kind of promo on the Tron or whatever to get in Jericho's head tonight. You know, I mean his you know, it's. I, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I think you're on the ball there. I, you know, I think you're on the, on the you know, you got it pretty, pretty right there. You know, that, that, you know, like I said, the, the whole winning and losing doesn't really matter to Bray. But, you know, so, you know, I'm, I, I definitely see what you're saying there. You know, so, like I say, you know, if they're going to continue the Jericho-Bray feud, um, I, you know, I mean, like I say, I expect, you know, like Jericho will probably be in the ring, the uh, Toronto will go off or whatever, and then he'll you know, he'll, he'll Cut some kind of promo to get in Jericho's head, and you know, do the usual kind of, you know, cut the usual kind of promo that he do that he does. So it's, you know, I mean, like I said, I could definitely see, you know, this, this, this yeah, this is definitely going to, uh, you know, go on, continue on this this feud. Curious, before we let you go, Tony, I'm curious your thoughts on the uh, the Fatal Four Way Championship match. Uh I thought it was all right. I mean, it didn't really do. A, you know, I think the highlight of it was when uh, Rain speared Orton through the uh, barricade. That was like, that was a cool spot. Um, you know, like there were a few spots where it looked like you know, uh, you know, like Reigns was actually going to win, but then they had you know, you know, yeah, the pin got you know, like the pinfall got broken up a couple. Of, you know, like the times he had Kane pin or whoever, and then um, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't really too, you know, too surprised to see Cena get the pin on Kane. You know, I mean, I. I you know, I know I'm hoping that Roman Reigns will win it, but uh, you know, it's the only thing is, like I say, what are they going to do? It was like with Cena not being a Raw for the next few weeks. How are they going to build up to him versus Lesnar? And if, if it's for the belts, you know, uh, you know, there's, it's like certainly Rollins isn't going to cash in on the guy if he's not there. <laughs> so it's you know, so it, 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 
you know, like I said, like I said last night, the match, like Cena Lesnar doesn't really need the belts. But if it, you know, like if it does, I mean, if it is, you know, they should have Lesnar win. You know, it's like Cena doesn't need to beat the guy who beat Taker's Mania, WrestleMania streak. You know, it's like, you know, I'd rather maybe have, you know, like if they if they have someone beat Lesnar, you know, like it should be like a, like either Roman Reigns or you could do this Cesaro face turn, have him beat Lesnar. You know, just so they can get the rub off of, uh, you know, beating, you know, off of beating Brock. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how exactly this all unfolds tonight, especially knowing that John Cena is not going to be around, or at least that's what we're hearing. I mean, stranger things have happened that, you know, there's news leaking about, and then uh, that's not the case. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But it uh, should be interesting. I mean, I kind of like the idea with the belt involved. Um, I think it just adds a little bit, especially going into a, a big event like SummerSlam. But we'll see, and, and you know, it, it, all, all signs are pointing to a Brock Lesnar sighting tonight. Uh, do we see Lesnar? Uh, hope so. I think a lot of people were hoping that we'd see him last night, and we did not. Tony, thanks as always for the call, and uh, hopefully to talk to you next week. All right. Yep. Take it easy, man. I mean, the thing is, you know, and Tony brings up a, a lot of good points. I mean, Dave, you know, if they're setting that up for SummerSlam, and I get it, you know, Cena Brock does not need – uh, the belts, but what I like, you know, I watched the pay-per-view post-show, and you know, Cena did this, this whole thing that um, you know, I went in there against the WWE's best, the best they have to offer, and I the odds were stacked against me, and you know, I, I was able to, to persevere and, and get, come through, and I, I do think for all the people out there that kind of, you know, maybe had a problem with, uh, John Cena winning clean, as they say, or, uh, you know, even just having a problem with him winning altogether. Um, I, I feel the exact opposite. I, I, to me, they're going to sell the fact that he went through four guys um, to help really build uh, this rivalry some more, because uh, obviously Cena and Lesnar have a past. Uh, I, I think Cena has to win clean last night. Um, because he's going up against uh, a monster. And in building that program now for the WWE Championship, number one, I think having Cena versus Brock for the championship really adds a lot of prestige and uh, drama to that matchup, number one. Number two, you, you have Lesnar coming back from ending the Undertaker's streak. Again, let it sink in, because it's over. Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker's streak. I don't think you need Lesnar going up against a champion that had kind of a tainted victory retaining his title. I, I, to me, to build this up, you've got to have both guys looking as strong as possible going into SummerSlam and just... Get it in your head that you're going to see an absolute brawl between the two of them. I wouldn't want to see my champion uh, kind of have a tainted victory as you're building towards SummerSlam. I don't think that would make any sense. I think it made sense what they did last night. Was the match great? No. Was it good? Yeah. It was a good match. Um, it was entertaining. There were some entertaining spots. Uh, you know... Roman Reigns had a lot to do in that match, and, and there was uh, a point in that match where Roman Reigns looked pretty gassed. Um, you know, Roman Reigns as a singles competitor in a main event at a pay-per-view, good for him. He'll have his time. 
Um, but I thought it was a smart move. I like the idea with Lesnar and Cena for the belt at SummerSlam for that main event. I, I, I just think it, everything surrounding it will sell that. That match will help sell the event. Uh, but to me, you know, you, you, Cena's got to win that match clean. You've got to have a champ that, that's looking as strong as possible uh, heading into SummerSlam. And, and again, we're all speculating and we're hearing the rumors and we're hearing that Lesnar is going to show up tonight and that's it it looks like it's all but a done deal things could change um but again a good not a great match as we head into SummerSlam season uh your thought on on Cena retaining the title Dave um I mean I kind of had a feeling that was what was going to happen I made that prediction I was right on the prediction um I was hoping that Cena retaining then Hunter forcing Cena to defend the title right then and there afterwards, after beating three guys against Plan C, being Brock Lesnar, would have been uh, a real cool kick-ass moment to get people to, um, you know, those who don't have the network, you know, can find out through their friends that, oh, my God, Brock Lesnar returned and, you know, won the title. It wasn't even advertised to be on the show. you got to get the network, dude. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that it would, you know, fill that void, give that kind of moment, but it didn't. Um, it was just pretty lame, kind of very anticlimactic. Most people, I think, knew he was going to win the title. Um, Reigns put up a good effort. He did a lot in that match. Um, showed that he can hang with the big boys. And, uh, you know, he's very popular. I liked how the, the, the parts in that match where Reigns and Cena would kind of clear house and try and get rid of Orton and Kane, and then when they're ready to square up and go at it, they were they were stopped a few times by Orton and Kane, and then they finally got a piece of each other for a little bit. So I think at some point they're going to build towards a John Cena, Roman Reigns one-on-one match. But um, I agree with you. It makes sense for Cena to go over clean. Um, if he went over clean on Roman Reigns, I think the internet would explode. Um, <laughs> and but he did it over a guy like Kane, who's a stat, who's an established guy. But of course, still people are going to crap all over it because if it's John Cena, you got to find any reason. To, to, to make a big deal out of it, um, for at least for internet wrestling fans. So, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised that he won. Um, and as far as Brock Lesnar goes, yeah, I agree. Like, him fighting uh, a champion who had a tainted victory would would add less mystique to the match um, at SummerSlam. And, uh, you know, Lesnar fighting anybody else not for the title, especially after defeating The Undertaker and ending his WrestleMania undefeated streak, would be, you know, it, it would be like it, it shouldn't happen. I mean, he, he he beat the streak. The next step is getting the belt and, and, and being, being the guy, being the man for, for the time being. So it was, I think it's a logical choice to have Lesnar in that position. And plus he draws money and he sells tickets and he's a brand name in, its, in and of itself. So it makes sense. Um, tonight he's supposed to be at Raw and I look forward to seeing him return. Um, he's always got some exciting segments and he does some pretty crazy stuff. Cena, he won't be there, but, um, the rumor is, is that the, you know, the, the storyline is that Triple H is going to address Cena's opponent. And I think that's how they will introduce Lesnar. Um, I don't know how long Cena's going to be gone for. I'm here. I'm here only this week. Uh, but if Tony says, you know, now I'll have to look into it. Tony's saying a couple of weeks, I'm here in just this week, but it really doesn't matter in itself. It's a foregone conclusion. Cena and Lesnar for the title. And I do believe Lesnar will leave SummerSlam with the, t- with the titles um, and starting his own run as champion to build towards next year's WrestleMania. Wow, we're already getting into SummerSlam predictions. 
Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Let's go. Let's get it on. Mike is on the line. Mike, what do you got for us? Hey guys, what's going on? I tell you, last night they they really put on a great show. I was very happy and very pleased with it. Um, the only thing that was funny, like we were talking about, I was wondering why they would put Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose second, but then we realized why because that match never happened. But I like I like the commentary. Everybody was trying to tell them to put Dean Ambrose in uh, in the straitjacket, and uh, it was just it was just a wild and crazy um, wild and crazy not match, but it happened all over the arena, and uh, and 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 uh, it was just it was just an explosion to me. Yeah, I mean it was funny, and and, and Dave, you know, I think when you said it was kind of like a Monday Night Raw without commercials. Um, I, I think that was kind of, you know, that segment almost kind of hits that that nail on the head. Like, that. It, it kind of had that feel of something you'd see on, on Monday Night Raw. I mean, I, I, I really wanted to see that matchup. Um, it was but, cool, though. I mean, it was violent, and those guys really hate each other. But um, I, I personally, I think I'd rather have, have seen an actual match between the two of them. But, um, you know, we're going to see it eventually. Uh, whether we see something tonight or we're really gearing up for something at SummerSlam, hell, throw the two of them in a cage. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm looking forward to finally seeing these twos, these two, these twos, these two get it on. What was your favorite match of the night last night, Mike? Um, before I was going to uh, – my favorite match of the night was definitely the tag team match. I I thought that that like you know I thought they brought everything I thought the Usos brought everything to the Wyatts and I thought the Wyatts brought everything to the Usos. It was back and forth, up and down. It was it was mind shattering. The only thing that 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 just makes me feel so old when I watch these is that when when uh, when when what's his name Rowan had had them up on both guys up on the the turnbuckle. And he smashed their heads together, you know, and, and you know, hitting them in the head. You know, Samoans can't get hurt. You know, it's been proven time and time again. But that's just one little little thing that I I, I found. Um, other than that, I I just thought the double splash was good. It would have been better if the other guy would have hit him a little, you know, made contact with them kinda. But the match itself was great. You know, um, it's gonna happen eventually. Down, down the line that the Wyatts are going to win the titles. It was kind of funny in the interview that they gave. Uh, it kind of looked like dissension in the ranks a little bit when they talked about who was the better look, good-looking um, twin. And, then, and you know, and Jay thought he was, uh, Jimmy thought he was better looking than Jay. Um, but I, I, all in all, I, I just thought that was a, uh, a good match, and, and that's tag team wrestling. That's what I said last night. We got tag team wrestling. I would agree with you. I mean, I think we just got, like, good old-fashioned tag team wrestling. And these guys, you know, it was a good match, and these guys have real good in-ring chemistry. I mean, I I, I really don't want to see this program end a- anytime soon. I'm just really thoroughly enjoying this this program. And uh, I agree with you. I think eventually we're going to see the Wyatts with the tag belts. But uh, not just yet. So we'll see what happens. Um as far as like last night's pay per view, we did hit upon uh, the, the t- title match. Uh, what did you think of John Cena coming away with the belt? 
I I thought it was great. I thought it was I thought it was perfect. Another one of my little things that I've seen, John Cena picks his head up, um, and kind of talking to Roman Reigns, and then the pin gets broken up. I mean, you knew that was coming, you know. I, so I don't know if John Cena could, could, will realize, you know, try not to put your head up and, and, and talk because the cameras are way close now. You could see everything. You know, that was one of the things. And that was the same thing when Roman went through the barricade with Orton. It looked like Orton was like, are you okay? It looked like Orton would, you know, you could kind of relive. You know, um, I thought that Roman Reigns, I think he's a monster. I mean, you have two monsters, but, you know, Kane's a monster in his own right. But, you know, Roman Reigns is a monster, and and he, I mean, he was super punched. I'm surprised he didn't super uh, man punch the ref. He was flying around the ring. He was running around the ring, super punching every man, punching everybody. It was just, I don't know. I I thought you know, just keeping the belt on Cena. As I said it yesterday, you know, that was my prediction for, as well for Cena keeping the belt because now it's going to be Brock versus Cena at SummerSlam. That's the plan C. I don't know if you guys seen the picture of Paul Heyman going on a plane saying he's going to pick up plan C. Yes, I I, did You saw it, right? Yes. Yeah, it was kind of of funny that, that, you know, everything is is right on the – everything today is right with social media, and and, um, it's just amazing. And, you know, it was funny, Dave. I was like a second away – I was like a second away from posting. Dave Rosenbluth, you were right about that. I said, oh, wow, it's going to be a double count out on the Russoff versus Swagger. I said, oh, my God. But, you know, what was ironic about that was that you've seen, you've seen um, Russoff. He was hurt. He was hurting. And you could see it in his ankle. And what does the guy do? He, kicked, he he not only almost gets counted out, it looked like he forgot where he was because he ran he ran right over Swagger to get in the ring. But he then kicks Swagger with his bare foot, hurts his foot again to put that, that whatever he calls it, what you know, whatever that move is called now. To the accolade. Whatever. The accolade, yeah. He puts the accolade on him, and it's like, here we go, you know. And and that's another thing about that match. That match was good too. I liked it. I like how Lana slapped um how how Lana slapped what's his name Zeb right in the face. It was kind of funny. It didn't kind of look like she got him right, but it was just kind of kind of funny to see that this girl's not taking any garbage, you know. And uh, I, I was I was kind of shocked that they would that they would do this, um, you know. In WWE, you guys probably saw today they put out a statement saying that in no shape or form did Lana go out there to, to disrespect anybody. You know, this has been an angle they've been doing for three or four months now. And, you know, and, and, and you know what? Politically, WWE, we all know that they've been doing stuff politically like this for years. And you guys are right about all the other shows do it. And you know what? All these guys these conservative people out there, whatever, they could talk about their stuff. They're even radio hosts, like you said before, you mentioned a radio host. Anybody can talk about, you know, and rip out entertainment. To me, as long as the WWF is not making, WWE, excuse me, sorry, I had to get the F out. Um, as long as the WWE is not making fun of deaths, 
or they're not hurting anybody, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, showing Putin's face on the thing is, is just like when Sergeant Slaughter had pictures of Hassan Hussein on this, you know, with him and talking about all the, all the stuff, you know, but, but that stuff doesn't bother me. I mean, you know, well, we do need an American hero. I thought they were going to play that song last night. I thought we were going to have a song for that last night, but we didn't, but it's all right. I'm happy that, that, um, I'm happy with the outcome. I'm not really a big Swagger fan, but Hey, I'm pissed off that the Miz won. Come on. <laughs> Give me we a all, break. Uh, I want to swag. Yeah, I know. I want swag. I mean swagger. See, I'm talking about swagger. I wanted um, I, I, I wanted um, Ziggler ho, ho. to win. Who was that? Uh, Ziggler. I wanted Dolph to win. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded. I mean, you know, I would have rather Sin Cara than Miz, but... Um... Yeah, you know, I, I would have liked to seen Miz. Uh, Miz, you know, look at that. I would have liked to have seen Ziggler. I would have liked to have seen uh, the unification happen with Sheamus. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're all like uh, the, you know, the He-Man Miz haters club. But uh, yeah, he's. Uh, well, you know, and you know what? By, by the way, my my other point is they got to do something with Kofi. They got to make it win, or, or at least have somebody dump him on the floor or something. I mean, every time this guy is he saved. He doesn't win. I want to see him win. I want to see one time he saves himself and he wins. He, he it just, it's just, it's just one of those things. And you know what? I was happy that big guy who I hate and everybody says that. My nephew said to me today, "Who's the guy you hate the most in wrestling?" I said, "Ryback, big guy. I want him out of there." I said, "I said," and I was happy that big guy lost last night. I hate that they call him big guy. They should call him moron guy. <laughs> Yeah, that just rolls. You know, I, I can't stand I, I can't stand Ryback. I don't think he belongs in wrestling. I think he, he belongs underneath the ring. I think he belongs putting up the ring. Tell us how you really feel. Oh. What happened? <laughs> Always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for giving us a call and uh... All right. Now next week I will not be joining you, unfortunately. I have a work oh! to go to I know, I'm sorry. You know you know, I had a death in the I had a death in the family. Oh, dear, I'm uh, and I and I have to go to the wake next Monday night, um, so I'm not going to be able to give you guys a call. But you know, I will Please talk to you. Okay. What happened? Please don't call us from the wake. No, okay. I'm not going to do. It. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I just yeah, want to make sure yeah. you, you, you've had some history making phone calls on the show over the past two years. So I just want to make sure that you're not going <laughs> to call from the wake. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Dave, 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 Dave you know, you're right. You are right, Dave. You never know with me. You, you, yeah. you are right. And I, you, you never know. But no. All right, um, I'm pulling I'll, into the funeral home now. I gotta go. I'll call you guys later. Hey, maybe I'll pull a dank and and and, and, and maybe I'll pull a dank and, and call you guys while I'm half asleep. Coming home from the week. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm right right now. I'm on the Kiwanis. We're coming home from the week. Um, who knows? I mean, the week is from 4 to 8, so unfortunately, I know I'm going to be um, I'm gonna be busy. But like I was going to say, it's a pleasure. You guys are great. Um, I'll talk to you. Monday Night Raw, let's get ready to rock. I'm ready. Thanks, I'll you guys. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Right, cool. Condolences uh, to Mike's family and Mike uh, from us here at the show. Uh, that sucks. Always always an entertaining call. Uh, just so you guys know, tweeted out uh, recently, 
Uh, I think it was tweeted out at the beginning of Mike's phone call, so about an hour and a half, two hours ago. (laughs) Triple H tweeted out, decisions to be made tonight, sometimes by losing a battle, you find a new way to win the war. Hashtag raw. So, Something's going to happen, and Triple H's got something up his sleeve that, that was recently tweeted, and, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Obviously, we're all speculating that it's going to be Brock Lesnar. Interesting, you know, as, as Mike was talking and talking about the WWE and getting back to the Rusev swagger angle, one thing that I think is worth uh, talking about, or at least mentioning, uh, and I didn't think of that while we were talking before, but it just dawned on me, and, and you know, when it comes to mainstream media and everything, you know, there aren't a lot of companies that do more uh, over-the-top charity work than the WWE, and specifically for uh, soldiers and our armed forces. And, you know, and that's the thing that really gets under my skin with mainstream media, that they, they got to report the negative. You know, the WWE has been doing their tribute to the troops forever. You know, they would travel to the Middle East uh, to, to do shows, to, to entertain the, the, the fans, the soldiers who are fans. They visit wounded soldiers. There's no doubt that Vince McMahon is, is an absolute patriot and loves being an American. The, the first live entertainment show post-9-11, WWE. I, I mean, you know, the, the media to go, oh, I can't believe they're, they're using this tragedy... It's storytelling. They're, they're, they're using current events to facilitate a, a, a villainous angle. It, it's fiction. Uh, it happens. Every walk of media uses it. It's, it's not that big a deal. And it's just a real shame how the media needs to pounce on something that they perceive to be negative as opposed to really, really covering all the positive stuff the WWE does. I mean, I... I, I can't remember the last time I saw an article in the Daily News about the tribute to the troops, about John Cena visiting uh, a wounded soldier in, in, in a, a hospital somewhere. I, I, I missed that on the Daily News. But no, someone comes out and, and uh, flashes a picture of Putin um, on, on the Titantron, and, and everyone needs to lose their minds. So I think it's worth noting that the WWE does a lot of positive out there, and it, it would be nice if, if media acknowledged that a little bit more as opposed to just harping on the negative. So I had to digress and just I had to get that off my chest. It just popped into my head. Um, you know, maybe maybe start covering the positive a little bit more. Anyway, now that I got that off my chest, we got about fifteen minutes until the beginning of Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, there's not a lot of suspense, I guess, uh, unless there's a complete one eighty and something uh goes horribly awry or we see something different or whatever, but uh, it looks like we're gearing up for Lesnar, Cena for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, One thing we did see coming out of last night's pay-per-view was the big belt, as they say, has not been retired. Uh, It was just obviously a gesture last week on Monday Night Raw, uh, giving Flair, handing Flair that belt. So uh, a little bit of reading into uh, a moment from last week's Raw. but going forward now, uh, it's SummerSlam season, man. And as much as last night's pay-per-view was a, a bit underwhelming, um, you know, you, you got to start to look at 
this this pay-per-view as in reference to SummerSlam and, and going into tonight's Monday Night Raw, and if we start to see these seeds planted of Cena versus Lesnar uh, at, at SummerSlam, uh, a rematch with uh, Wyatt and, and Jericho, uh, we finally see Rollins and Ambrose in a match. Um, as, as things start to move forward, as we head into uh, this Monday Night Raw, um, SummerSlam's starting to look okay. Really, really early. Really early to start speculating. But it's looking okay. I think we're going to really get some stuff tonight on Monday Night Raw. Um, looking forward to tonight. But, you know, I, I would be shocked tonight, Dave, if we don't see Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, SummerSlam is shaping up to be a, a pretty big event. They always have. I mean, we can, you know, go back in the time machine and, and SummerSlams in years past. I mean, SummerSlam 1992 in Wembley Stadium. You know, Randy Savage, you know, the late Randy Savage and late Ultimate Warrior for the title. Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith in front of 82,000 people in Wembley Stadium in London, England. SummerSlam's always been the, you know, like you said, the WrestleMania of the summer. And the matches that you mentioned above, I mean, Rollins and Ambrose, Cena Lesnar, um, uh, you know, Wyatt Jericho. There's, there's talk of doing, uh, you know, Roman Reigns against Triple H or Roman Reigns against Randy Orton. So, you know, like I said, I mentioned Miz and Sheamus possibly unifying the championship at, at, at SummerSlam. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a pretty stacked card, a pretty good card, um, you know, as far as I can tell from what I'm hearing so far. But things could change. Um, and Cena Lesnar for the title, a big matchup, big buildup, uh, you know, for, for that pay-per-view in hopes that the subscription renewals for the WWE Network go on par with what WWE wants. Um, that that should be a good match to headline that pay-per-view, uh, it being for the title. Originally, it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar. Um, so, you know, you got to wonder, um, you know, if the network subscription renewals were going to be just the same amount um, if Bryan was slotted in that position as opposed to John Cena. But needless to say, SummerSlam is always a fun event, always a good show. Something big always happens. Last year's SummerSlam, we saw the birth of the authority and the and the the, the beginnings of the Daniel Bryan authority storyline from Daniel Bryan getting screwed out of the championship by Triple H, and a lot of people didn't really you know care for that. But however, you know we both said on the show that it was going to lead to something big at WrestleMania. I think at SummerSlam we'll see something big take place that's going to set you up to start your path to WrestleMania with whoever it may be. Uh, we have a little bit of breaking news just announced on, on the Raw pre-show. If you go to WWE.com, uh, the shop zone, enter the code PRE35 for 35% off all T-shirts. So I give it to you. 35%, that's a good chunk of change. 35% off PRE35 is the discount code. Just came over on the pre-show. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's shaping up uh, nicely right now. And, and, and you look at... Uh, well, we got. And it's interesting that you brought up Daniel Bryan because I, I got to be honest, and this might be sacrilege, uh, but what they've done and the storylines that are going right now, and, and you know, we discussed here that the, you know, Jericho coming in uh, again, trying not to call it a panic move, but kind of a panic move, uh, kind of a last minute. Hey, we need you, um, but it's 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 shaping up. It's working out, you know, it, it doesn't, at this point now, it doesn't look like a, a rush job, so to speak. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say this, 
I don't miss Daniel Bryan. I don't. Sorry. No disrespect to him, and I, and I, I hope he comes back and, and adds to uh, what we got going on. I, it's, it's, I, I, I feel guilty saying it, but I, I don't miss him. Um, you know, I think they've, they've put together, uh, you know, they're pushing some young talent. Um, you know, it's not to say it wouldn't be good with him. It wouldn't be better with him, perhaps. I just, I'm not watching these shows thinking, oh, wow, I wish Daniel Bryan was here. And it's just weird for a guy that was so huge, so over, um, you know, I really an unfortunate stroke of bad luck, but, uh, you know, it's like you brought him up, Dave, and it dawned on me, like, I just really hadn't even thought about him. Uh, It's a machine. WWE is a machine, and they're they're churning forward, and as SummerSlam is shaping up, you know, Daniel Bryan right now is kind of a distant memory, uh, which is amazing, uh, just the the year he had from SummerSlam to WrestleMania. Um, I, I mean, it's weird for me to feel that way, Dave, but I, I just I, that you you bring him up maybe in the first time I've thought about him in a while. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you here at one point. I do miss Daniel Bryan. The reason why I miss Daniel Bryan is because I was really looking forward to seeing what kind of run he was going to get as champion. And I'm sure you did too, but um, what's, what's so interesting about him is the fact that, let's face it, with the exception of the people that watched him before he made it to WWE, the casual, average WWE wrestling fan didn't know who he was. So they basically saw him grow up in front of your eyes on WWE TV, you, you know, for, for three and a half, four years. And they never, you know, a lot of people never expected him to be in the position that he eventually was in. The main event of WrestleMania with the title, the big moment, the fireworks, the pyro, boom his music blaring, and he's the champion. Nobody in their right mind expected it to happen. Nobody expected him to even be in the WWE. And organically, his popularity grew to the point where they had no choice but to put him in the positions that they put him in with the title and on the card. And I think, to, to me, like that's something that was missing from wrestling for a long period of time. It's like that everybody was behind their guy, that... that 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 they brought to the forefront, not the company, but they, the fans, did. And I think it, it, it's sad that you know he's he's gotten that string of bad luck with the neck injury and now a shoulder, and they don't know when he's going to be back. We talked about this last week. I just think that it was so cool to see it organically take place. This yes movement, and now, quite honestly, like I said this a long time ago, and. I may have said it just, you know, to, 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 to hear myself talk, but the yes chant had become the new what chant because now the yes chant is everywhere. It's not just in WWE. I watched Impact the other night. They had the people in the audience doing the yes chant, and now the, when somebody's talking in the, in, the, in the ring, they'll still do the yes chant. It doesn't necessarily have to pertain to Daniel Bryan. So I, I think what's, what's cool about it is that it happened so organically and that, it was ne- it was never expected to, to to play out that way, and unfortunately, he took a turn for the worse, and he's out indefinitely right now. And I do miss him because his, his matches are exciting, and I was really looking forward to him and Brock Lesnar. I would have loved to have seen that kind of match. He's the ultimate underdog, and Brock Lesnar is a monster. 
Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I and I agree with everything you're saying. I just find myself not missing him. It's it's just weird for me, you know, a guy who is such a huge part of everything WWE. It's like, wow, you know, again, it's it's a machine, and and it's a shame, but you know, injuries happen, and you you wind up, you know, they kind of move past you. I mean, again, all the best, and I, I hope we see Daniel Bryan back. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm 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 okay with what they're giving us right now. Again. Saying that with a grain of with a grain of salt, I mean, I, I thought last night's pay per view was good, but as as we're setting up going forward, um, I'm looking forward to this setup. And and you know, as as we talk about the positive stuff and everything that as wrestling fans we have to look forward to, and all all the great things and the great moments that uh, we have coming down the pike in in the world of pro wrestling as we head into a Monday Night Raw. I gotta say, man. Flo Rida! Flo is going to be on Raw tonight. I mean, Dave, I know you're pretty pumped to be able to sit down in front of your TV set tonight and jam out to Flo Rida. Yeah, I was looking forward to watching Florida perform some musical... Oh, excuse me, Flo Rida. Um, perform uh, some, some, some musical talents. Maybe we'll see a reunion with, uh, with uh, him and Heath Slater. If you, some of you wrestling fans out there remember... He was involved in a backstage vignette at WrestleMania 28 where he kind of talked Heath Slater into the wall. So maybe we'll see something take place tonight with that. Maybe Flo is going to challenge John Cena for the title, and it won't be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> then the whole internet will die. They'll be, they'll be dead. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You feel like the, inter- gonna, the internet crashes. Yeah, Flo Rida is going to challenge John Cena in a, in a in a song like he's gonna like he's gonna rap his way to challenging for the championship. Could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> the main event at SummerSlam. They forego a wrestling match and it's a rap off. Yeah, and CM Punk will be sitting in his house in Chicago with his feet up on the table, just laughing his ass off the whole time that this that, that it happened. <laughs> Glad that he's gone from wrestling. Oh, I made a CM Punk reference. That means he's uh, coming back tonight. He's coming back. <laughs> Wow. Well, see, you know, as we we looked at uh, last night in the pay per view and going forward, uh, you know, another angle, is, and you made me think of it with CM Punk. Uh, as we we get close to Monday Night Raw, we got about three minutes left. Quickly, uh, the ladies are bringing it. Uh, we've we've got some good stuff out of the ladies, and obviously this AJ Page feud is not over. Real solid matchup, and again, another program. I'm kind of excited to see how they go moving forward with this. The girls. Yeah, I I personally think that it's going to – you might not see a match between these two at SummerSlam. I think they might tag them up where then you'll see the turn. I think they're going to extend this feud a little longer between the two of them. And I, I, I don't think a, another match at SummerSlam between the two of them for the title would be necessary. Like I said, maybe tag them up. Tag them up against, you know, Summer Rae and Layla, this new duo that we have here. Or, uh, you know, maybe even bring some of the girls from NXT up. I mean, they've used – uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks, who are known as, uh, I think, uh, Team BFF or something down in NXT, they used them on house shows last weekend. So maybe you bring these girls up and give them a shot on the main roster against AJ and, uh, you know, uh, Paige, and then maybe that's how you set up uh, another match between the two of them by having Paige turn on AJ. So many things to look forward to as a setup. As SummerSlam season is upon us, really psyched for Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, coming out of last night's battleground, the seeds have been planted. We are heading towards SummerSlam. 
Hopefully, we have a Brock sighting tonight. We speculated that it could have been last night, but it did not happen. All signs pointing to a Brock Lesnar sighting tonight. We'll be very disappointed if we don't see him tonight. Fun show tonight, Dave, as we look forward to Monday Night Raw. I'm pretty pumped to see how the rest of the summer plays itself out. Yeah, SummerSlam is always a good show. and you, it, it, it seems to be in wrestling, or at least in WWE, you can have a, a, a subpar to crappy pay-per-view, but the next night on Raw is going to kick ass and, and get you excited for the next pay-per-view. So, like I said, wrestling nowadays, at least WWE, goes, they don't go building TV to pay-per-view. They build pay-per-view to TV. So, tonight should be a good show, especially if you have Flo Rida on there. And interesting, I'm just as I'm watching the pre-show here, Bray Wyatt to be a guest on Chris Jericho's highlight reel. That should—I mean—that's worth the price of admission right there. That should be very entertaining. Two guys who have to get the gap on the microphone on the highlight reel. It's that—that uh, that is going to be interesting because that's kind of out of Wyatt's element. Yeah, guy, you know, definitely a unique style with, with the promos. Um, and Jericho, as great as he is, kind of the. I don't want to say typical, but, you know, your typical wrestling promo guy, uh, Bray Wyatt, very unique style. So the two of them on one talk show um, should be very interesting. Do we get a SummerSlam challenge uh, during the highlight reel? Uh, That would be something that I'd be into. But, uh, yeah, Raw is shaping up. We're heading into uh, SummerSlam. I'm very excited uh, to see what we're going to get. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Again, we are here each and every week. Monday, 6.30 to 8 o'clock, to take you right up to Monday Night Raw. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We're on the Twitter, the website, thekenreedyshow.com. Be sure to check us out. Be back here next week, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Back to this week's Raw and get your way ready for next week's Raw. For Dave, I am Ken Reedy. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Take care. Enjoy Raw. Good night, everybody.